the reading this morning is from Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 15. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Most people, I would say, seem to indicate that they enjoy gardening. Most people seem to enjoy that little time in the garden. You turn on your television and you'll see all of these gardeners on television. Did you notice that they're all smiling? That's not something that I associate with gardening, but that's a whole other story. But I suppose growing things is something that everybody can enjoy. Uh, everyone can get into. I mean, people in the country understand the concept of growing, growing vegetables and growing crops. But even us inner city dwellers can understand the idea of growing. So I suppose it's not a surprise that Jesus tells so many parables about growing things. There's the parable of the mustard seed, there's the parable of the weeds, there's a few parables about vineyards, there's a few parables about planting seeds in different circumstances and even a few parables about fig trees. Almost a quarter of the parables that Jesus tells are to do with growing things, that farming theme. But before we jump into this parable, we need to understand where we're up to in Luke's Gospel. Luke chapter 8, uh, we need to understand the setting for this parable, what it is that's prompted Jesus to tell this parable. So if you've got a Bible there, Luke chapter 8 tells us right there in the very first verse that Jesus has been going from town to town proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Jesus is telling people that the kingdom has come. 
The kingdom that Israel longed for has now arrived. And Jesus can say that with some authority because he is the king. And Jesus is travelling with what looks like a reasonably sizable group of people, 16 of them we're told, given the names of them. Uh, Even three of them are women as they're travelling. And they're preaching the good news about the kingdom. It's worth noting that the parable of the sower is the first parable that Jesus told. So if you look up Matthew's gospel, Mark's gospel, Luke's gospel, they all put this parable right at the very beginning of Jesus's ministry. It's no coincidence that this is the parable because in a sense this is the parable kind of about parables in some ways. So let's have a quick look at the parable. Uh, The sower is sowing his seed, it's fallen into four different places, some fell on the path, got trampled underfoot and eaten by birds, didn't even start to grow. Some fell on the rocky ground, it took root but really there was nothing for it to grow with so when the sun came out it just died. Some fell among the thorns, it kind of took off all right but like the rocky place didn't last for terribly long, the weeds ended up choking it out. And then there's the fourth one that fell on the good soil. This one thrives, takes root, flourishes, and we're even told that a hundred times what was sown is what was produced in the, cl- in the crop. But let's be clear, this is not a lesson on gardening. This is a lesson about the kingdom of God. This is a lesson about the responses that people make to the message of the kingdom of God. Now, while the parable itself is a very simple story and reasonably easy to understand, Jesus says immediately after the parable something that's a little bit more cryptic. If you've got your Bible there, look at verses 9 and 10. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that those seeing they may not see and though hearing they may not understand. Does that sound a bit weird to anyone else? Jesus is saying that he's going to speak in parables so that people won't understand what he's talking about. When I stand up, I try to speak in a way that everybody's going to be able to understand. Shouldn't Jesus be saying the opposite of what he says there? Well, Jesus is actually quoting a verse from the book of Isaiah. It's from Isaiah chapter 6, pretty dramatic passage of the scriptures if you know this passage. Uh, uh, Isaiah is, is before the throne of God and he's being given his commission to go and preach. Uh, This is what it says in Isaiah chapter 6, starting at verse 8. Isaiah says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom Whom shall I send who will go for us? And I said, that is Isaiah said, Here I am, send me. He said, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing but never understanding, Be ever seeing but never perceiving, Make the heart of this people callous, make their ears dull and close their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Isaiah is being sent to preach to the people of Israel about six or eight hundred years before Jesus, but the people aren't going to respond to the message. They won't believe it 
when they hear it. In fact, that's God's whole point in sending Isaiah. Isaiah is confirming the hard-heartedness of the people. Failure to respond confirms just how hard-hearted these people are. And Jesus says that the same is true for the preaching that the disciples are about to do. It's not that people won't understand. It's not as if there's some intellectual capacity issue there that stops them from responding. It's hard-heartedness that's going to stop them from responding. But then there's the other side of the coin. Did you see what Jesus says to the disciples? Verse 9 of Luke chapter 8. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. And he said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. The parables are also a demonstration of God's grace. There will be those who don't understand and accept the message of the gospel, but it's only those that God enables who respond in the right way. If you've responded to the message about the king, then it's only because God has enabled you to do that. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you've been smart enough or you've been very clever that you've actually figured this out for yourself because that's not the case. If you've come to that point of faith in Jesus, thank God for that because it was nothing to do with you. You were the hard-hearted one and God softened that heart and enabled you to understand who Jesus is. Let's get back to the parable of the sower. Fortunately, Jesus gives an explanation. We don't have to guess what this means. Jesus kindly tells us what it means. The seed, Jesus says, is the word of God, the gospel. That's the message that's being preached that people are hearing and responding to in this variety of different ways. First, there's the one that lands on the path. These are the people that perhaps hear it, but it just doesn't take root in any way. It's just of no interest to them and the birds come and pick it all up. The second response is the one that's on the, on the rocky ground. It's those who hear and initially they seem to take root. They seem to think, yes, this is what I want and need. But in the end, they don't really believe because testing and hardship comes and they give it all away. Then there's the third group. This is the thorny ground. They hear and respond to the message. But somewhere down the track, the pressures of life, even the good things of life, finances and wealth, well, they end up standing in the way of that relationship with God. Heard about a Christian friend of mine some years ago who'd been working as a minister in a church um, and had decided to return to the IT world, which is where he had come from. No problem with that. That's fine that he didn't find that working in that church environment was for him, so he went back to the job that he had before. But the problem arose, and the problem was the business went really, really well. He now would say that he's no longer a Christian, And for me, it seems like he's the perfect example of that seed that's landed in that thorny place. For some people, it may be worries. For others, it may be riches and pleasures that stand in the way of us genuinely following Jesus. But there are some people who will give up because life started going really well for them. The final ground is the good soil. 
They're the people who hear the gospel just like the others. They respond with joy, just like the two just before that. And it takes message just like it did on the... takes heart, sorry, it takes root just as it did on the thorny ground. But the difference is they go on with it. They go on with it and they are productive. They produce a hundred times what was sown. So that's the parable and the explanation. So why did Jesus tell this parable? Why is this the first parable that we have in each of the Gospels? Well, I think there are two answers to that question. The first one is this. Jesus wants to give his disciples and us advance warning about the responses that we can expect to the preaching of the gospel. But the second thing is this. The other things that Jesus, there are other things here that Jesus wants his disciples to know and to think about when it comes to how people respond to the gospel. When you hear what Jesus says here, you can't help but asking, asking where am I in this? Which seed is it that I've picked up? Four possible responses ranging from not believing at all right through to believing and bearing fruit. But really, there's only three wrong responses and one right response, isn't there? Now, the strange thing about this parable is that those two middle responses, at least for a while, they actually look good. People seem to be responding in the right way. Right way. Both the seed on the rocky ground and the seed in the thorns make some kind of response to the seed that's been planted. They look like they're growing. But in the end, it's not the right response. And it's not the right response for two reasons. It doesn't last to the end and they don't bear fruit. So we ask the question again, which seed are you? Which soil are you? Are you persevering in your Christian life? And importantly, are you persevering in bearing fruit in your Christian life? But the application of this parable goes one step further. I think Jesus is also talking to his disciples and to us about these responses that we're going to meet when we start sharing the gospel with others. If you're someone who has your trust in Jesus, then Presumably you're going to be involved in that work of spreading the seed, seeing other people come to know Jesus. The work of seed sowing that is what the disciples of Jesus do. It's part of following Jesus. And, and have a look at something with me. Chapter 8, very, very first verse there. After this, Jesus travelled about from town, to, to town and village to... Uh, sorry from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. In some ways, this is the beginning in Luke's gospel, the, the beginning of the mission that Jesus came into this world to control. Now flip over to chapter 9 and look at what it says there. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases and he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now it's the twelve disciples who are out there preaching the good news. And then turn over to chapter 10, right at the beginning of that chapter. 
After this, the Lord appeared to to 72 others and sent them out two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Following Jesus means that we are involved in the work of planting the seeds, sharing that good news about Jesus, pointing people to the truth about him. We shouldn't be too concerned about the responses because, as Jesus has already told us in his parable, there will be a variety of, of, of responses when the, when the seed is sown. So we shouldn't be too discouraged if some people don't believe. Saddened, perhaps, but not discouraged in the work that we're doing. We should know that there will be different responses and we should keep on sowing. Jesus has called us and his disciples to take this good news to the world. The minute you signed up to follow Jesus, you signed up to spread the good news about Jesus. Our job is to plant the seed. It will be God who will make the seed grow. It will be God who enables people to respond. But we need to plant the seed. I spoke to an American missionary a few years ago. He and his wife had been working with a a fairly remote group in Tibet and they'd been working with them for 14 years. First six years was spent learning their language and understanding it. The next six years of their work was working among the people and sharing the good news of Jesus with them, teaching them, showing them what the Bible said. After 12 years they hadn't seen a single person become a Christian. Finally, the Chinese officials came in because there was trouble with Tibet at that time and told the Americans that they were no longer welcome there. They were banned from working in that area. He'd sown the seed there for 12 years without a response. But God's the one who causes things to grow. And people were coming to faith after they'd left. People were coming to the point of trusting Jesus and understanding who he was. Twelve years of sowing and no response. There must have been plenty of times when he just felt like giving up. I mean, why bother? Twelve years. Why is he doing this? But he kept remembering what his job was, to plant the seed. God will be the one who enables things to grow. My guess that is that it might be similar with you. It can be disappointing to talk to people who we know and people even whom we love and to see them not interested in this message about Jesus. It can be hard when we've tried to share what it is that we believe with other people, with family and with friends, and there's no response. Well, we need to remember our job here and God's job here. Where to plant the seed? Where to keep sowing God's word into people's lives and into their hearts? Where to keep telling them about Jesus? And when we do, we have to pray and to trust that God will do his work. For a missionary in Nepal, among a very remote group of people in Tibet, Not seeing any fruit after 12 years must have been deeply discouraging. But for you and me, 
We need to plant the seed among our family and our friends and our neighbours and our workmates. The mums who come to music and playtime and the, the kids who come to kids club down here and the scripture classes where we have the opportunity to teach in schools and the youth group that's running and the art and soul group and you can think of all of the other contacts that we have in this community. As this year begins, how about we renew our commitment to planting that seed, to continue to sow the seed wherever we find ourselves and trust God for the work of bringing people into the kingdom.